years ago, when I came to faith, I can remember the sense of, I, I need to share what has happened with me. The psalmist declares in Psalm 63 that your love is better than life. And I remember experiencing that. I remember this understanding that God is involved with me. The God cares about me and deeply loves me. And it overwhelmed me. Overwhelmed me. It still does. And I remember thinking, I've got to tell people. I've got to share this amazing truth of what I found. And that's at the core of just who I am and what I desire. You know, as Erwin was making this documentary, he went and asked some people, some uh, basically religious leaders there in Canada to bring people to him. Not necessarily people of faith. In fact, they said, bring irreligious people. People who, you know, are, you would consider antagonistic towards Christianity. And so they did, as well as some other people who were famous. And one of the people that was there, his name is Bob, he was the developer. One of the Christian leaders, a guy named Tom, was a friend with him. And he goes, oh, I, I've got a guy, Bob. And you see, Bob was very iconic in the community. Uh, a lot of people knew him. And years ago, Bob had publicly left his wife and children to involve himself in a gay relationship. And so it was thought, well, yeah, Bob will be against Christianity and against you. And as Tom talked with his friend Bob, he goes, hey, I'd like you to meet this guy. He wants to interview you. And Bob says, well, I'll give him like 15 minutes. You know, I'll give him 15 minutes and we'll go from there. And as they began the conversation, he and Irwin, they ended up spending the whole day together. Bob ended up taking him to galleries, ended up showing him the development they had, and they developed a friendship. Later on, Irwin was going back to Canada, and he was sending out emails to all the people he had met. And of all the people that he had met, even, especially the Christians, none of them replied back to him and said, hey, I'm coming back up to Canada. I'd like to get together. Any chance we can get together? He sent one to Bob. and goes, hey, Bob, I'm coming up. Would you like to grab lunch? And immediately Bob responded and said, a thousand times yes. And he started this friendship. And as he went back up and started talking with him, he said, you know, it's funny. My friend Tom, who introduced you to me, you know, here he is, a religious person. Yet in all the years I've known him, he never once asked me what I believed about God or my spirituality. He never once talked about these things. You see, his friend just assumed because of where he was in his life, that those things weren't of interest. And yet when someone else talked to him, he found out that there was a great interest and that God was speaking to him and that he had a lot of ideas and thoughts on spirituality. And now he's able to place his voice in that conversation. Just like the woman at Samar in the Samaritan woman at the well. 
when she had told Jesus, you know, you Jews say you're supposed to worship in Jerusalem, but us Samaritans believe that it's supposed to be here. What are we supposed to do? It wasn't until that conversation started that Jesus was able to tell her the truth. I recently heard uh, uh, from someone dear to me who I, I uh, had great conversations with, and I heard this through someone else, that they said, well, I, I can't become a Christian because Jesus is against homosexuals. And I thought, how did the message, this incredible message of Jesus Christ, get reduced to that? To think that Jesus is against homosexuals. And you see, I mean, what happens is how it's presented becomes something that people become antagonistic against. You see, I think people are antagonistic because we can be arrogant. I think people are closed because we can become very judgmental. I think people feel condemned because we can be very condemning. And instead of going and blast someone with this statement, without even having a conversation, we just say, God is against this, God is against this, God is against this. And we don't realize we're shutting doors because we're not representing Jesus accurately. God doesn't like coveting either. But we don't make bills in Congress to stop coveting. We, we present ourselves in a way that can stop a conversation before it has an opportunity to begin. You see, because when you experience that the love of God is better than life, you will give up anything to be a part of what he has because it is better than everything. But if it's not presented in a way that's understandable, if it's presented in a way that you have to join my group, we find ourselves fighting against ourselves. And so what I hope this does as you see these people talking and you see, you know, this girl at the cafe going from Jesus negative to understanding that, you know, I do believe that God could be using all these things to draw us into a conversation. And now she's talking with a Christian, someone who she knows is a Christian, and she's actually having a dialogue that is opening her up to the truth of who Jesus is, that we could see that this is an opportunity for us to push the truth of God into the conversation without pushing religion on people. To be able to see people's hearts open up to what God has been speaking to them for years. I mean, 6.7, 6.9 billion people on the planet. Anthropologists tell us that we're all unique, but we're all also similar. What makes us different is what makes us unique, but what makes us similar makes us curious. To think that every person in every culture at every time has something very similar to me, that they have experiences that I have. Even a thousand years ago, if they lived in China or whatever, that they had this desire for love, that they had this desire for meaning and for destiny, for, for understanding why am I here, what is going on. God has placed that 
in our souls. And if we would join that conversation, I think we would find that we could go a lot further to presenting the truth of who God is and who Jesus is and the need that we have for Christ because Jesus is the one who answers that need. And once again, I remember... God answering that need in my life. I remember searching. I remember being hungry. I remember staying awake at night thinking, what if I die? I was terrified. What is going to happen to me? Is this it? Is this all there is? How do I know what's going to happen? And my mind would just be reeling and reeling and reeling. And I remember as I came to this place of faith that those questions got answered, that peace began to just cover me like a blanket. And I remember thinking, God, don't ever Let me forget what it was like without you and what you have done for me, Jesus. And I want that to be something I could give to others. I want it so desperately, and I think a lot of us do. But I think a lot of us struggle. How do we do this? And it becomes so mechanical. It becomes so artificial. It becomes so laborious to try and share our faith with people. We're like, okay, let me see. I need a manual. I need something here. You know, here's the four spiritual laws or here's the ten spiritual laws or here's the Roman road or here's the, you know, I mean, we have all these methods that we try and pursue and they can be helpful and they can be useful to give us understanding. But really what needs to take place is the living God who is transformed your life and has changed you needs to be expressed to those people in a way that they understand and to figure out what they need to hear you need to first hear from them because one method doesn't fit everybody Jesus spoke to the Samaritan woman different than he spoke to Zacchaeus Each person is unique, but they all have the same desires. And God is wanting to reach each of them. And so we need to engage people, put away our fears and our doubts, and realize that God is already at work. God is already speaking, and we want to join that conversation. Our next series on Thursday nights is meant to help us, give us some practical ways to be able to start those kinds of conversations so that we can ask people questions. You ever been curious why Jesus asked so many questions? He knew the answer. Why are you asking me? You know. Is it he didn't know? No, he was inviting them to open up. And so many times we don't listen, we just speak. I have about 20 books in the back. It's called Soul Cravings. It's a small little pamphlet. Originally, I got like 50 of them. I handed some of them to the young adults. We've given some out, and I've given others out. This is not meant for you. This is meant to give to somebody else. You can read it. In fact, I encourage you to read it because it's, again, it's from the viewpoint of I want to start a conversation with you. And what you can do is take this to someone and say, you know, because I know if you're like me, you're afraid to start a conversation. It's like, hey, how's it going? Um, You got Jesus in your life. You know, I mean, you just don't know what to say, how to start that conversation. And what this can be is, hey, I read this book and I'm curious to see what you think. Would you read it and get back to me? 
and see what they say because it is meant to start that kind of a conversation. It's not meant to lead someone to in the Lord's Prayer. It is meant to begin a conversation where you then enter in and then you can take that conversation and move it in the direction that it needs to go. And so I've got about 20 of these in the back. Um, we want to order some more. Uh, if you would like to give a donation for them, you can put it in the bucket. Uh, you know, suggested donation, maybe five bucks, something like that. If you just want to give one away and you're going to give it away, you don't, and you don't have five bucks, don't worry about it. Take it. Use it. We do want to get some more that we can make available for us and use this as an opportunity. But go through it, read it, and see how this might be able to start a conversation with people. I can't present how important this conversation is to have with people. I don't want people to come to church. I really don't care. I mean, it's nice to have a crowd and it's nice to have a lot of people. That makes you feel good, but that's not the bottom line. That's not what we're about. What we want is people to surrender their lives and have changed lives by the person of Jesus Christ. That's what we want. That's what it means to believe. I'm a believer that Jesus is the Savior of the world. He is my Savior. That's the message I want to communicate. That is essential. That is what transforms lives. And I know so many lives that need to be changed. How about you? How do we then communicate this truth in a way that can bring them to the knowledge that their needs, like our needs, are for a Savior? That your needs are like my needs for purpose. And you will only find that purpose in the Son of God. You will only find that sacrificial, unfailing love, unconditional love in the person of Jesus. You will only find purpose for your life in the Son of God. That's what it's about. And, and so this morning was meant to start this new year out with a perspective. We want to begin a conversation about who Jesus is in a way that people will begin to understand. And it's got to be patient and it's got to be sincere. You have to care. We're not getting notches on our belt. You don't get brownie points. Does anyone even know what brownie points are anymore? <laughs> what you do is get to bring life and love that is better than life to someone who God cares about and hopefully who we care about. Let's pray. Father, there is so much that could be said and, and I pray that we would continue to have this discussion on Thursday nights as we meet and we go through the video series. Lord, that you would help us to engage our community, to engage our coworkers, our, our classmates, our family, our friends with the things that are important, with these cravings that you have put within each of us that draw us like a magnet to you, God. And I pray that we would be able and, and understanding, God, 
of what it is you are doing and desiring to do. And that this would be a natural progression, even as they said throughout the, the video, uh, this is what it is to be human, is to reach out, have this communication, this conversation with these people. And God, our desire and our goal isn't just to talk, isn't just to agree, but it's to get to the deep matters of life and who you are and what you desire for each of us. And so, Father, I pray that you would help us to enter into these conversations, that you would be honored in our efforts, God, as we desire to reach out to those around us. And I pray that this time would be a, a spark and an inspiration for us to do so. I pray that you would stir our hearts, our minds, to not be so passive and not be so obnoxious, but just to be concerned and involved. Lord, thank you for this time. Use it for your glory. We do pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.